0: Everybody, welcome to the Big Six Podcast. It's sports. I'm Wilbrinson. I'm your host. If you're watching live, it's Friday, March the fourth. If you are listening on the podcast audio form, is I think it's Monday, March seventh. Another day in March. Um, I'm not sure. Devo told us something. It's Monday mailbags. Is that right, Breach? Is that, is that what we're doing? Monday I, mailbags, I you, Brinson. You said the word Ticketmaster, and I just blood rushed to my head. And I lost, I lost all consciousness and just got really, really angry.
1: That's that's me. Brinson's trigger word, in case anyone is ever wondering. Some people, it's like pancake. Uh Brinson's is Ticketmaster. I, I really don't like Ticketmaster.
0: Um there goes
1: there goes our long-term sponsorship with Ticketmaster. Not interested in it. Don't sell it, sales
0: team. Don't even bother. <laughs> don't want them. They have their own secondary market. It is literally a criminal conflict of interest. And 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 magically, these tickets, when you try to go buy tickets to a concert, they disappear really quickly. And they're already up within like seconds on the secondary market. Someone needs to investigate it. It is criminal, John Breach.
1: This is the opposite of what you would do if you were (laughs) (laughs) condemning this company. But I agree. You know what? I don't think I've used Ticketmaster in years.
0: And I, I like like there's like like Tick picks I think is uh d- does no fees and it's like you go to buy it you go to buy a concert ticket and it's like the, the other thing they introduced I'll, I'll I'll get off this rant in a second but the other thing they introduced is variable pricing which is complete bullcrap they have this thing called official platinum where if a t- if a concert is popular the algorithm will. Double or triple the price of the tickets because they're selling fast. And like I understand the economics of it and supply and demand and whatnot, but that's like that's not like that needs to be regulated. You can't charge double the price of tickets because they're selling fast. The whole wait, like the, the, the whole point, it's insane.
1: And you know what? Your your complaints apply to football fans because Ticketmaster sells NFL tickets and I think a lot of people hate fees. I know that when
0: I live. Yes, people don't like fees. I would usually
1: try to go to baseball games and the tickets would be like $12 and just buy them on the secondary market. But then the fees would be $10. And so now that's like 80% of the cost of your ticket and it's 22 total and it's just preposterous. At any rate. Brenton, we should start a ticket company where we don't. We just
0: give tickets away for free. The problem is, Breach, you can't start a ticket company. Do you know why? Because Ticketmaster is a monopoly, and they won't be classified as such. Investigate them, Congress. We, you know would, we would
1: have to get someone big on board. We'll have to talk to Jerry next time. We'll, we'll tell Wilson to talk to Jerry Jones at the Combine and, and get yeah, our sure, ticket yeah, idea it's, going. It's, it's, yeah.
0: I'm sure Jerry Jones hates Ticketmaster. You're right. Um, anyway, that's that's my rant. Um, this is a mailbag. It's, it's Friday when we're recording this, if you can't tell by my general tone and demeanor. Um, oh, you know what I actually know what I'm going to do tonight? This won't really apply for people. Write uh hate filled email to Ticketmaster? No, 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 no. no. I'm going to jump on a train. Huh. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. With I, Chip Patterson. And I'm going to go over to Durham and hang out with Matt Norlander, who's in town for Duke, Carolina, and Coach K's final game on Saturday. You guys have trains in Raleigh?
1: Yeah. I, ah, I wonder what the fees are on a ticket to uh,
0: see Coach K. It's $14 to round game. trip. But I think uh, our, our pal. How long too. is that train ride? 25 minutes, maybe okay. it's great. in the, in the, in the train depot in Raleigh has a, a bar called junction West. So you go down there, you grab a, uh, you grab a beer, you wait till the train pulls in, you pay your tab, you walk up to the train, you hop on, you're over in Durham in like 30 minutes. It's awesome for Durham Bulls games. And I think our, our buddy Joe Ovius is going to join us, but he is going to drive over and then maybe give me a chipper right back. Anyway, mailbag Monday, Friday, the one problem breach with doing the mail, the, Doing mailbag Monday, is that like I feel like our and maybe it's a good thing I don't know if you if you're listening let us know but like our tenor and demeanor on like Friday when we record these is completely different than how I would feel on a Monday morning.
1: Oh, absolutely! On Friday, you're just kind (laughs) of itching to get the weekend here. It's like let's just get the mailbag over with and complain about Ticketmaster and move on. Monday, it's like all right, the week's starting. We're all business. That lasts for about three hours.
0: Um. Exactly. Anyway, hopefully, maybe maybe our our infectious spirit lifts lifts up the energy on a. Uh, oh, this is live, by the way. So what's up, everybody in the chat? If you got questions, holla at your boys. Somebody said, "What's your favorite Coach K story?" Um, I was telling Debo before the podcast started that um, I was freaking out because I had my headphones on, and I, I didn't realize I had the YouTube app open, um, on my on my desktop because I had been watching a, a game, and it was like loudly playing the nineteen ninety one. NCAA title game and uh, i couldn't figure out where it was coming from because i had I'd closed on my browser windows uh but my my i was a duke fan growing up and um in 1990 in the like late 80s and early 90s one of my dad's my dad's best friend uh is a is a big is a duke season ticket holder and he would give us tickets to certain games and we would drive from high point up to durham and go to these games and afterwards you could uh hang out on the on the court in cameron and just get autographs from all the players yeah um i don't actually I, usually it's behind me i've moved it but um because it was kind of messing up the ball but i have a 1992 autograph by the entire team 1992 uh duke uh signed basketball and you're bringing that up because you're gonna give it to a listener right absolutely not One of my one of my <laughs> I, I rank it right above Uh, it's like number two behind my son in terms of my things I love the most. Um, (laughs) just kidding. But uh, anyway, if you are uh, watching on YouTube, smash the like button, whether you're watching live or, or watching later, if you are listening, Spotify now offers five star reviews. So hit that, uh, give us a five star review on there. And if you're listening on Apple podcasts, which a lot of people do, uh, you can get a future mailbag question in by leaving a five star review and asking the question. Let's, uh, should we get to some questions? Yeah. Let's listen. Uh, and remember, this is
1: a mailbag where we talk about only like 20% football. So instead of people complaining, uh, in the reviews that we're not talking about football, we don't always talk about football in the mailbag. We talk about mail and we talk about bags.
0: Do people say that in the, in the, it's no, like, I've seen, it's happened once or twice. I mean, look, if it's a mailbag or if it, excuse me, breach, if it's a, that's where you say mailbag in your PTI voice. Mailbag insane um if it's a mailbag we're just going to answer the questions now if there's news we'll talk about it we'll do the news there are like 400 shows a year all we do is talk about football not that we're (laughs) sick of football but like occasionally we just might not talk about football because you know there's there's nothing to talk about like the fact that it's paramount Plus's birthday and we're celebrating all month long, we're gathering your friends, playing some games. Am I supposed to read this? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm supposed to read this. <laughs> and opening presents. But the fun won't stop there. This party is just getting started. And you can join the celebration with our limited-time offer, birthday offer. Get your first three months of Paramount Plus for only $1 a month. Paramount Plus, now streaming. My goodness. Paramount Plus is, is legitimately um, a great uh streaming service. Like, I love it. I, I use it to watch Serie a. I use it to watch... uh champions league you know i, I guess I, you could use it or you get football on it too you, you get your free local uh local game on there and they have tons of great shows spongebob squarepants oh my know, god
1: kids guys? movies I, last time we talked about paramount i had just watched clifford the big red dog with my kid that, that, that's a game changer having a bunch of kids stuff the rugrats movie you just said spongebob squarepants i never thought i'd watch so much kid stuff and now i'm just like dude, paw patrol all all the kids stuff i'm watching it
0: yep um if you, uh, if seriously, first three months for a dollar is, is an absolute steal. Like you should take advantage of that because it's our, I mean, like, even as a, I would say this, even as, the, Oh, I guess we're Paramount employees now, technically, because we changed our name. Uh, I would say this is a, is a non-Paramount employee. You should buy Paramount Plus for a dollar for three months. It's a really good deal. Uh, okay. Mailbag. 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 Let's get to it. Uh, this is from. This is a wordy question we have coming up. This is a wordy question. This is from uh, LJ28 via Apple Podcast Over in Great Britain. Shout out, Britain. Mailbag d- douchebags. <laughs> Spelled it incorrectly. I guess I can say that on the podcast. Here's the I thing. I hope so. <laughs> Love the pod, especially when it gets a bit salty or Benson dumps on the Raiders. I'm a UK Raiders fan and aging cornerback with the Hertfordshire Cheetahs in the amateur British League Go Cheetahs. Shout out Cheetahs. Been listening since Game of Thrones days, and often find myself saying "What!" in a breechy and high-pitched voice. Dump button. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've muted my dunk. <laughs> oh, ho, ho! keep being salty and winding up the car, family. Please rate the Raiders' total coaching and GM rebuild. Peace, love, and Tyron Mathieu. <laughs>
1: um, like I wrapped in everything in one it, simple man. email. I love it. I love when the bits. Now, you know, we love to fact check everything I say. So obviously I had to fact check this email, you know, Marathon. You looking at for fire, yards. Hurt, hurt the Hertfordshire cheetahs? The cheetahs are, in fact, a real football team wow. uh, in the United Kingdom. So, boom, we, we, we got a star corner from the Cheetahs. I, I'd wear Cheetahs gear. If I can get my hands on a Cheetahs hoodie, I'm going to wear one on a podcast.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll. Yeah. Send me a. Can we buy Cheetah gear? I'm going to check it, it out.
1: Che- i'm actually surprised there's no professional sports teams in the four big sports called the cheetahs what's wrong with the cheetahs that is weird why you know like weird. there's a lot of cat teams there's panthers lions tigers why aren't there no cheetahs why aren't there any cheetahs there's there no is- cheetahs i'm so mad that i can't even
2: jaguars. correctly
0: <laughs> yeah i mean jaguars i get for jacksonville because of the alliteration But the Carolina Cheetahs is probably better than the Carolina Panthers, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. That sounds much better. Would you be? I mean, I would be, I think, way more. This is not a a mailbag question, but we're sort of mailbagging it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There we go. Farewell, Coach McGovern. (laughs) Would you be more scared of a Panther or a Cheetah? I mean, having fought neither of them, I would think Cheetah because of the speed, right? Oh, you, yeah, you could get in your car and you're still not out running a
1: cheetah. Thing's gonna chase you down and murder you. A panther, you just like cut off a finger and toss it to the panther and run away while it's eating your finger that you cut off. Should we survive. become? A,
0: there's a a link on here to become a sponsor of the Hurt, Hurt for Chire Cheetah Should we do that? If it includes a hoodie, I'm in. Yeah, if you send us a hoodie, uh, Debo will cut you a check for <laughs> whatever whatever is necessary to get us as a sponsor. <laughs> like, I, anyway. the, the Las Vegas Raiders hired um, yeah. <laughs> Dave. Zer- is it Dave? Is it Dave Zerline? Ziegler. Ziegler. Who's Dave Zerline? It sounds made up. Um, anyway, they hired Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels as their GM and head coach, respectively. I I mean, do you want to, I guess, grade? I don't think that you can grade them individually.
1: But it says, please rate it. Like, Do they want to grade, or do you want like a 1 through 10 number? How about you do a number, and I'll do a letter grade, or vice versa?
0: You can't give them both? Just I one. Figure, you, uh, one each. A rate is one through 10, a grade would be a through F. Okay. Let's, um, and I think that we do it to me with the Raiders, you have to do it as a combo because because, just because of the way that they hired, like they hired the guys as a combo from new England, right? I mean, they they might've been announced in a combination. Were they? I think they were, they were announced like
1: 24 hours apart. The news broke like at generally the same time. It was yeah. over a week. It was on a Sunday. And the owners I remember that is because. Oh, God, it was
0: on the Sunday of a freaking the Bengals playoff game. Because right, right. podcasting like, You Look.
1: know the NFL always tells teams, hey, let's not overshadow the games. And, of course, the Raiders like, yeah, we don't give a crap. We're going to announce it anyway.
0: Yeah, and it had been leaked that McDaniels was going to take the job and that he was bringing Ziegler with him. And so I, I think we do rate it as a combo. Um, so 1 through 10, Breach, how would you rate the Raiders hiring of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler? I give it a seven and a half. I think that it is way above average.
1: Uh, but the only reason I don't give it higher is because I still like we, we feel, don't, I feel like we still don't know a lot about Josh McDaniels as far as what he can do on his own as a head coach. We saw what happened in Denver and we can blame that on drafting Tim Tebow in the first round, which was going to go down as possibly uh, he one
0: showed of the- up and, and like, like took a, like traded Jay Cutler and was basically like FUJ and like shipped him to Chicago for a bunch of picks.
1: Right. And that makes sense if those picks pan out, but not when you're drafting Tim Tebow in the first round. And so, you know, he went eight and eight in that first year. And then obviously spurning the Colts thinking, Hey, you know what? Actually, I don't want to be a head coach. I want to go be the offensive coordinator for Belichick. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast is that there are some guys who are just better at being a coordinator, but when you put everything on their plate and they have to be the head coach, they're just not cut out for it. And we don't know that, Maybe that's Josh McDaniels. Uh, but I do think with a quarterback who will be able to run his system, you don't have to be a great quarterback quarterback. To run Josh McDaniel's system. Uh, we saw Mac Jones thrive. I think Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Mac Jones. A- and so I think the Raiders' offense can be good. So if I'm a Raiders fan, I have high hopes. Glad
0: Wilson's at the combine, by the way. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> the slapping the Derek Carr versus Mac Jones. No, you're that's not that's not hands. an insult to say Derek Carr is better
1: than Mac Jones. It's just I don't want to say it's a fact, but it's my opinion. Uh, I think I
0: think you can justifiably say that. I don't think Wilson would give me much pushback on that. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr is a veteran, you know, decade long NFL quarterback.
1: If I am a Raiders fan, I am thrilled at having McDaniels and Ziegler and Derek Carr there. And I feel like the team is built for success, especially coming off a year where they just
0: went to the playoffs. So I will go 8.3. Whoa. Yeah. You know, I, I basically took what you went with and sort of scaled it up a little bit because I like the hire a little bit more. Um, the thing about McDaniels is when you look, and I'm I'm reading a uh, MileHighReport.com article from 2010, which is insane that things from the inter, from the internet in 2010 still live. Written by Stig50, which <laughs> God, I love the the old blogging days, like s like s t y g and that was just like totally normal. In 2009, the Broncos drafted No. Sean Marina in the first round. I think Nursha Moraner is a pretty good player, but you know, I mean still running back in the first round. Drafted Robert Ayers in the first round. Remember, they had all these picks because of the the Jay Cutler trade. Then they traded up in the second round to draft Alfonso Smith, 37th overall, and they gave up a future first-round pick to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle would go on to draft Earl Thomas with that pick. I mean, that's that that is that. And then the following year. They drafted Demarius Thomas in the first round. It's funny because it's like injured at the start of career. RIP, by the way, of course. And it says unknown future. Demarius Thomas ended up being an outstanding player. That's a really good pick 22nd overall. Um, Tim Tebow, 25th overall. Mile High Report lists that he has tremendous upside here. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tebow was a disaster pick. Like McDaniels. And this is why I think that I like McDaniels in Las Vegas is that. I mean, he drafted Tim Tebow 25th overall and didn't have an understanding, one, of how he really wanted to use him, and That's two, the problem. of the optics surrounding the drafting of Tim Tebow. Like, dude, Tim Tebow is a freaking cult figure. He was, Tim Tebow was beloved. I mean, he, and like religious zealots too, because, he, you know, he wrote John 360, he wrote Bible verses in his eye black. He was a multiple-time national championship winning superstar. If you draft him in the first round, the expectations are that you're going to make this guy into a elite high-caliber quarterback. You don't draft a you don't 25th overall, you don't draft a goal line package guy, even if that's and and, and so like I think that McDaniels in his stint with Denver lacked the maturity and the understanding. Like, I think he lacked maturity just as a, as a person in general. And I think he would admit that. And Brady Quinn has talked about that. And I think he lacked an understanding of sort of the optics of being a head coach. And he had too much power. He he just, he, he, he could do whatever he wanted when it came to personnel and it was a complete disaster. Now he made a bunch of good picks like Eric Decker, third round pick, great pick. Right. Um, now I'm trying to find who else uh, was a good pick, but <laughs> No. Sean Marino, I think, it was a fine pick at 12th overall. Probably that's way too high. Robert Ayers not a bad pick, but like, if... but I
1: mean, a lot of it revolves around the quarterback position. You can't trade Jay Cutler, and then your yeah, quarterback in 2010 is not just Tim Tebow, also Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton
0: was good for him though. Like it's crazy, but like, if he if he had just worked with Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler, he could have turned Jay Cutler into a an incredibly. But you would take Jay Cutler over Kyle Wharton, right? Yeah. I, I think the difference with um, Cutler is that he doesn't really fit the McDaniel system. You know, he's more of a, a gunslinger type. Yeah, no, no. Josh McDaniels
1: does not want anything to do with the gunslinger.
0: Josh McDaniels wants Derek
1: Carr. Derek Carr is perfect for McDaniels. Can you imagine Josh McDaniels with Carson Wentz? My God. No, he just wouldn't do it. He'd be the greatest nightmare of all time.
0: Yeah. Um, it would be incredible. Just Wentz just taking
1: massive sat like just can't and you just go to the you. sideline of yeah. josh McDaniels pulling out his hair throwing his visor on the ground throwing his headset taking his shirt he would just run out of things to throw on
0: the ground he'd be so upset i i think the raiders i think the raiders did a really good job plucking away two key pieces in bill belichick's operation and bringing in a guy who will get the most out of Derek Carr, and they're already talking about working on a contract extension. Like this, this, this hire could potentially, potentially uh, yeah, push wow. Derek Carr into a different stratosphere as a quarterback. And I think that's a. I mean, obviously, that's t- petrifying for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think like that needs to be acknowledged because if like I'm aware of that possibility, like Derek Carr could become. A much different and better quarterback than he has been throughout his career because Josh McDaniel's system is perfect for him. Short read, acu- quick reads, short field accuracy, and then occasionally take some deep shots. Like, it, it, this is a, if I would not be entirely shocked if it launched Derek Carr into a different stratosphere as a quarterback.
1: And that's one thing we talked about how Derek Carr looked better once they got rid of John Gruden, once the Gruden was out of the picture. And part of it was it felt like Gruden was always trying to take Derek Carr out of his comfort zone. Like, you got to throw deep. I, I don't want this conservative short yeah. throw check down. And, and and then you take Gruden out of the picture, and and Derek Carr seemed like he got better. And now you bring in Josh McDaniel, who is going to embrace this. He's like, oh, you love short little check down throws? We live on that. Go watch Tom Brady play film uh, on film. And so, yeah, I think McDaniels and Derek Carr should be a good combo.
0: Indeed. All right. Next question. Where uh, this is from, Caleb Campson. Where would be the best non-U.S. location for a Super Bowl and why? Great question. Ooh. Ooh. Um, now I'm fond of Super Bowls in fun cities. Yes. Like, I, like, I, like I put a, a, a large emphasis on, like the for for me. Like the ability to sort of navigate the city easily. Like I think New Orleans is the perfect city for a Super Bowl because you can walk everywhere. Everything's like sort of, you know, cl- like everything's close. I mean, you can you can't walk everywhere, but like we walked to the game that day. I mean, everything's everything's walkable. Everything's sort of you know like tied together in terms of the, how the city's laid out, just like Indianapolis. Whereas like with LA, it felt like everyone was in multiple different cities. So that that's part of my emphasis on the city what uh what do you think breach what do you think is a good uh, spot for a super bowl outside of america
1: uh outside of america you don't actually thought about this question i saw it on the rundowns like wow that is a great question uh i'm not going to say one thing because i feel like that is too easy because we already have football games there but you also need like an infrastructure that can handle it because are, are we assuming the stadium's already built or are they going well, to um, build a special super bowl stadium um because we're going to build a special super bowl stadium could put this thing on like the Galapagos Islands. But no, I do not want that. I think the best super bowl city would be Paris. Oh, that's cool. I think that Americans would embrace it because
0: it's I, again, I've never been to Paris, but I would like to go.
1: Well, you mentioned the New Orleans thing about how it's great because it's very walkable. I think the other the other thing that traveling football fans, when you go see your team on the road, you want to go to a city. It's why Vegas is so popular with the Raiders right now. All the visiting fans want to be like, "Oh, I want to go take a trip to Vegas." Spend Fair. the weekend there, you just make a whole trip out of it, or going out and seeing your team play the Chargers or Rams in LA. Same thing. And so if you're gonna go see your team in the Super Bowl, you want to feel like you're getting the full experience. And so it might be a trip where you're gonna spend the whole week out there because we again, the question says it has to be outside the United States. Uh so I think I would go with Paris. I went to the Women's World Cup there in 2019 with my sister. Um it was United States versus france in the quarterfinal and it was a blast and there's just you can walk everywhere there's a subway station that can get you from point a to point b so you don't need a car and uh it's just really easy to navigate so i think my vote brinson would be
0: perry that's good i think that's a good pick having never again having never been there that's the other thing too is like i sort of feel like i need to have been to my europe i have i've never i've never been to europe Man. I Boy, know, it's, it's weird. I've been like I've been too to many fish America. concerts, man. No, I've been outside America like a ton. I mean, I've traveled internationally a ton, but I've never been to Europe. We always go uh we go down to the, the Caribbean.
1: You can't have a Super Bowl in the Caribbean, Princeton.
0: Why not? Just what what could hold a Super Bowl stadium? Uh well, we count San Juan, I know that's technically <laughs> part of America. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't think we can count san juan it's outside of the u.s the continental u.s i guess then you'd have to count honolulu too right i would throw it in hawaii then yeah all right well i will take honolulu
1: what that's, <laughs> that's part of the u.s Our, um, the guy who asked this question questions just probably like my god now i have to add you have to be more specific with your rules people if you're gonna ask general questions like this or brinson are just is gonna ignore all rules i was looking at um
0: travel for the, the world's best cities and there's like 17 cities. I assumed it was all international. There's like 17 cities and then they're like Charleston. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of Charleston, 18, 19, Tokyo, 20, Cape Town. Um, anyway, there's a bunch of cool cities on there uh worth looking up. I will uh I mean, I think like I think I think Paris is a really good answer. Again, having never been there, I think Rome would like be Ooh, rome kind of cool, you know. Uh so I'll say Rome. Because it seems like an easy answer in and in a kind of a cop out. But if you've got a good answer for uh, where would be a good landing spot, put it in the comments or tweet us. I'll it's like it someone breaks.
1: someone in the comment section says Rio de Janeiro. I like that too. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Senate, South America, Dominic. That's a good suggestion.
2: I will I think, uh, like breach it. Like anywhere that's hosted a World Cup or Olympics yeah. has the infrastructure, has the stadiums ready to go. So Rio has hosted a recent Olympics and a World Cup. I would just vote not Russia. Is that, is that the
0: end of the sentence? Yes, that's the end of the – <laughs>
2: There's other – I mean, London, you didn't want to say London. London's hosted a – Oh, yeah, Olympic London. I mean, yeah. Olympics. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I,
0: mean, I think all these would make a ton of sense. Rio, not like
2: Mexico City. They played like the Chiefs uh, where Mahomes was going to throw, what, 96 Chiefs, yards? Chiefs Chief Rams. Yeah, Breach. I mean, it was going to be played
0: there, and then it was moved, remember? It was, moved to LA. They, was it –
2: Raiders Chiefs at some point a couple years ago we did get one Mexico game in correct uh,
0: it was uh the, the um it was the laser pointer game remember no there's
2: been there's been a few Mexico City
0: there's been games a few, yeah but Brock Osweiler was getting blitzed with a, a laser pointer right what it was it Broncos, Broncos
2: yeah because it was the Vance Joseph is having the time of his life
0: <laughs> that's right that's right I forgot about that my God there's so many memes within the NFL season that it's easy to <laughs> forget Do yeah you know, there was. I mean, the Chiefs went back there and played the Chargers the
1: the year after the the Rams one got canceled. Um, And then there was the game where Koskowski hit like a 61 or 62-yard field goal. So the Patriots played there. Um, And then the game. Yeah, I think there's been four. But Mexico, you know why Mexico City would be good? And this is something I, I didn't even consider when I picked my city. Is because of the timing situation, because you can still, there's no time difference. Oh, that's true. Mexico City's in the central time zone as our time zone score correspondent. Uh, that's a big thing because, you know, like what time's the game gonna kick off?
2: Wait, but when, I mean, be pretty sweet if you kicked it off like one or two
0: o'clock. Oh my god. Here. If Eastern, I, if I would um, never if I would never do that. They'd make they'd make these guys if it was in London, they'd make him play at like five a.m. Right. Because it good. turns into nine or ten
2: a.m. for for wet Pacific Coast. Yeah. Well, and Paris is
1: six hours ahead of Eastern time right now. So like if you want to have a six p.m kickoff in the eastern time zone you have to kick off the game at midnight in paris midnight in paris huh Huh? huh?
0: uh am i right am i right Uh, who's uh, with me nobody uh, um just kidding okay let's take a break and when we come back more mailbag thank you (laughs)
2: Technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com dot com today. All
1: right. <laughs> we I are. Mean, it's been I'm, so long since we've done a mailbag. We're just rusty. Yeah. we rusty, man.
0: Um oh. I said animal animal science TV says in the chat, Brenton, you just got trash on the TV show at the Combine. Ha ha take you 30 minutes to say something they said. <laughs>
2: Are they they're I know Brinson, I know when you're not on select episodes, you don't listen to them, but I would encourage
0: you oh, 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 oh the um the 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 podcast episode from yesterday from yes. this morning, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, guys- yeah, yeah 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 i I absolutely expect it. it was prisco and and Ryan Wilson, I mean Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not listening to that crap.
2: Um, (laughs) I would I would listen. I think it's around the 11 minute mark. It it turned into something truly weird where it became like this just like tribute to Pete Prisco as if he died while he was on the show. What? And Brady and Wilson just started it, it got so weird that Prisco's you like, am I am I being inducted to the Hall of Fame? Is that what's happening? Are you guys about to tell
1: me that? No Prisco's joke. Prisco thought it was that.
2: like, remember when like David Baker came up on NFL CBS and, and said like, Bill Cowher, you're getting into the Hall of Fame. Like yeah. Prisco thought that was his moment.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so weird. Um, all right, I'll go listen to it. Um, no, no, no. I fully expect. So when Wilson hosts, I mean, I host the show Every single day, except for like two weeks, and then spotty episodes, you know like like this or the draft show, right um, so when Wilson comes on and he says and he like tries to say, "What's up, everybody?" but it sounds weird coming from him, and then he's like, "I'm Ryan Wilson, and will Brinson's not here and so once you start with that and you got Pete involved and Brady involved, you know where it's gonna go um i'm I'm surprised he even got football in
1: it was mildly surprising how do you listen fond of everybody on set when did you listen to it i run a pick six newsletter where i have to write oh, about the man. podcast every single day Brenton, thank That's you right.
0: what a hellscape that is um <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll check that out thank you animal science tv and anybody else who wants to listen to me get uh, thrashed by wilson and prisc and i, and I want to know about this prisco hall of fame thing what a weirdo that he thinks he's getting in the hall of fame um you never getting in pete yeah loser see ya Matt Bostick asked if you had to describe the Bengals season as a movie title, what would it be and why? That's kind of, that's a fun question. That's a tough one.
1: Uh, you know, I had a few come to mind. I'm going to start with Almost Famous.
0: Oh, that's oh, they, oh almost. Uh, oh, so we're, we're picking actual movies, right? Not the. Uh, that was how I read it. W- wait, what was your interpretation? <laughs> I thought we were supposed to come up with our own movie title for the Bengals season.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give an banal- a for following the mailbag questions today, and Brinson like a D.
0: I live with Ds. That's right.
2: Brinson literally <laughs> just saw the questions three seconds before he reads them.
1: That's it. I at least look at them about thirty minutes well, I look, before I, we go it, on.
0: I was But I was thinking what they meant. What, what we meant was come up with like come up with a movie title for the bingo season. But I can. I'll, I can. I got. I got both. I got both. All right, but I like Almost Famous. That's a really good one.
1: Uh, wait, what would your made-up title be?
0: I was gonna call it. Uh, well, I was gonna go with an issue with like Heartbreak Hotel, but then I started thinking about it. this is. Uh, there's a fish documentary called Bittersweet Motel, and it's, it's really good. Um, I think Bittersweet Motel is a great name for the Bengal season because it's like, and all, same same theme line with Almost Famous is like they were so good. And, and like you go back, I mean, would you have rather lost to the Chiefs? No.
1: Okay. Zero. Okay. Once they got to the Super Bowl it was they're in the Super
0: Bowl. Like you're in the Super Bowl. Super I'm just saying, like if you if you know you're gonna lose the Super Bowl, oh, the Notebook. It's a feel good story until the end, and then you start crying. That's a good one from Dominic. I, I'm saying, like if you're if you you know you're in this, you know you're gonna lose in the Super Bowl. It's it's the question of would you rather go to the Super Bowl. Like would you if, if would you would you sign up right now to lose the Super Bowl next year? Like you ha, you know from Jump Street you are not winning the Super Bowl, but you're going to go there. Would you sign for that?
2: Yes,
1: probably so. You would too. You would. I mean, your team's in the Super. Any Browns fan would sign up for that. I will tell you that. Or any fan of the team that has the Detroit Lions fans would literally sign their life away on a dotted contract for that. True, that's true. So I think it. And just because the Bengals have now been to one in 32 years doesn't mean. that are automatically saying oh no we have to win next year i think most fans would be happy to get back
0: yeah i think most fans would want to get back that's true a lions fan yeah apologies to lions fans because they would sign on the dotted like give me take my blood where do i sign to go to the super bowl right i mean in a heartbeat um so I would say Bittersweet Motel, Breach says Almost Famous. Any other uh, movie titles you can... You uh, had like I had months. The Good, The Bad, and The
1: Ugly. I was just going with the movie title, not with the actual plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, obviously they it's, got to the Super Bowl, which is the movie. good, but they also lost by three scores to the Chargers, the bad, and then they lost to the Jets, and that's the ugly. So there's a lot of that. And then I was trying to find a movie with Tiger in the title, because Bengal Tigers, and I found... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, because they were like crouching tigers and then secretly they were dragons. They took down the NFL. No, maybe. Sure. And then back to the future because they hadn't been in the Super Bowl in 33 years, no, that's we're all good. going that's back to the one. future. That's a good one. Uh, and then I'll end with Wedding Crashers because it felt like they were crashing the playoff party. No one expected them to be there and they were just having fun and enjoying themselves and then they left on their own time.
0: I like that you're giving me a hard time about like this question as if this question didn't as if you didn't spend like six hours thinking about this question because <laughs> i like, ignored the rest of the mailbag because <laughs> I means like the whole thing is like the bengal seed <laughs> like oh like this is a this is a catnip tiger nip for brains <sighs> just like of course you're gonna spend tons of time uh, this them. was actually all sent right. in by my burner account. That's right. Uh, Dominic asked in the chat, out of the seven draft picks the Bengals have, how many of them do you want to be used on the offensive line? Eight.
1: is the answer. Uh, Yeah, and That's all good. of them. Trade yeah. three of them for five more and and then use all those picks on the offensive. I think, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere and, and picking because the Bengals aren't used to picking at the bottom of the first round. You know, this is a team that has had several sure. top 10 picks over the past five years that it kind of changes the way you have to think. And, you know, there's plenty of good offensive linemen in this draft, but if you're the Bengals, I think you have to get one probably in the first round, because if you don't, you don't pick again till late in the second round, you don't know who's going to be on the board. And by that time, you know, the end of the second round is basically the third round. Um, so I think you need at least two of those seven picks. And if there's someone you really like, where you feel like you can get a steal later in the draft, then you make it three. But I would say definitely two. Uh,
0: yeah, at least two. And you know the other thing, and I'm also assuming they're going to get
1: at least one bigger name guy in free agency. Cause, right. And there's only so many spots on the offensive line, so I think bringing in three guys total would be good for depth.
0: I mean, part of the thing too is you know, of course you want to get, of course you want to get offensive linemen, and you need to get offensive linemen. But if you get the wrong ones, it doesn't matter, you know. Like it's 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 actually, you know, you look at, I mean, we, we talked about this a bunch, I think, leading up to the Super Bowl, but you know, Andrew Whitworth, they let walk. Right. They drafted Cedric Arbui, whose last name is impossible to pronounce, and Jake Fisher. And if they hadn't gotten those guys, like if they had got, you know, getting those guys is what flipped their like entire franchise back to being terrible like that like those decisions getting the wrong offensive lineman and going in on those guys is what messed them up
1: and and just looking at our uh draft rankings here it looks like we have a first round grade on our CBS sports draft rankings on six offensive linemen and so there might not be those six guys left by the time the Bengals pick you know and that's another issue because then you don't want to reach you don't want to take the the 45th best player in the draft at 31st overall because you need an offensive lineman that bad. So that's one thing you have to be careful about when you're picking in this spot. Absolutely. All right. Next question. Oh, This one's fun.
0: <laughs> Jordan asked longest odds on an NFL bet that Brinton has ever hit. I've been thinking about this and trying to figure out what the longest odds I've ever hit. I mean on an NFL bet man like that like it's hard to hit Really long odds on an NFL bet. Yeah, is there a way to search old Slack. I'm, um, it would have. It probably would have been. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's like what? What would if you were setting the over under on what the what you think this number is? Uh, fifteen to
2: one.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like if I had hit the Bengals forty nine ers Super Bowl at eighty five, that would have been the longest ever. I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean
2: I mean that's plus eighty five hundred. Yeah. 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 Easily. Yeah. Um what was the one RJ won a couple of years ago? Were you in on that? Was it Lamar MVP? VP or
0: Mahomes MVP before twenty nineteen? Okay. Seventy five to one. Um I almost for twenty eighteen, right? Twenty Lamar was twenty nineteen. Yeah, sorry, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'm trying to think. I mean, NFL, it's just hard to hit um, long. It's just it's just really difficult to hit long NFL odds, especially like think about it. The Bengals to win the Super Bowl is 150 to one. You know, like that's I mean, that's insanely deep. But like there were only two or three teams that were that were worse. I mean, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember if there's something from the draft the last two years, but even you know, the Panthers and the Broncos to take a cornerback was like eight or nine to one. I mean, we hit both of those last year. Brinson like did you hit.
2: have two it, years ago the Patriots the first kicker off the board didn't you have-
0: oh yeah oh that's a great call the first kicker uh it was like no no it was oh my god that was the biggest it was it was first kicker field and it was like 41 right. and it was just a freaking layup and the Patriots you know Patriots took some that random dude with the tats who later got cut so yeah that was uh that's that's a good call, Debo. Yeah, I mean, I would guess the it's it's definitely like under fifty to one. Because I mean, even a three team parlay is just five to one. You know, there's just not long odds in the NFL. I've hit, I mean, I've hit a I've hit a ton of golf stuff that's, you know, plus, like longer than fifty to one. like, like a lot of them. Um, because you know, these outright, so you can get it like, uh, oh. Evan Mackin says got a 115 to one on a Dawson Knox first touchdown in Buffalo halftime lead one time. That is outstanding. That is insane. Yeah. You you know what? I've actually hit, I've definitely hit because these, these, um, these first touchdown bets are used to be you get like 50 to one on somebody and now you just can't. You can't get them anymore. Um, they just, right. They've tightened up the odds a lot. Yeah, and they've done that with MVP. They've done it with Super Bowl because they've been by they've been they've been burnt by these long shots. So I mean, I, I mean, I've definitely hit a thirty to one, but I'm not sure exactly what the long. I'll have to. I probably should have looked at this before. But, um,
1: Brenton didn't do his
0: research. I mean, you've definitely. Well, I've been yelling at Ticketmaster all morning, Breach. What do
1: you want me to do? And I feel like it's probably a prop bet because that's where you get your best yes. odds in the NFL cuz like you're saying even the biggest underdogs in a game might be like 4 to 1. Yeah. And so trying to get anything above 10 to 1 in the NFL is a little crazy.
0: The NFL is by far and away the tightest market of um out of any any sport. I mean it's it's crazy. It's just like it's just hard to it's hard to win in the NFL, you know?
1: Okay. I will say yep. I've mentioned this before that my biggest is oh, you Bronco. Broncos, Broncos. Broncos preseason bet to win Super Bowl fifty. Well, what? It was like thirty to one or something. No, it was only eleven to one. Oh, right, right. Because they'd been
0: they had Peyton, and nobody knew that. But Peyton, Peyton was, was Peyton's arm was falling off, so nobody knew that Peyton was going to completely collapse. Right. Because they were they yeah they were one of the favorites.
1: And that that bet paid for my honeymoon. You're welcome, honey.
0: There you go. There you go, Breach. All right. Amazing show. This is from. Uh, no nickname, thanks. Huh? Okay. okay Amazing show, great rapport. The guys are like family. That's true. Oh, I don't oh know, that's this so one. sweet. This show really hit its stride once they dumped Sean Wagner McGuff. Oh, ho, ho, up high, down hard. Swimmy. This swimmy got destroyed. Question uh, Besides a gift or special occasion, does it ever make sense to spend more than $30 on a bottle of bourbon? Do people really have the palate to justify spending hundreds on secondary market weller pappy etc? It seems to me that four roses, old forester, elijah craig, buffalo trace, eagle rare, woodford knob, knob creek—that is—are amazing budget bottles that taste good and provide the same physical effects. As, yeah, that, that's true. As bottles that cost five times, five or ten times, or am I just a peasant that doesn't understand the subtle, nuanced profiles of butterscotch, pecan? Oh my god, you know it's really weird. Is that literally as I'm reading this? A text from Sean Wagnerberg popped up on my on my uh, on my Mac. That's, he sensed it. The disturbance yeah. in the force. Somebody's talking Ooh. trash about me on the podcast. A disturbance in the disturbance in the in the in the in whatever the Star Trek force is. Um. Anyway, butterscotch pecan, tobacco leaf, cooked apricot, or geranium. Brinson and Ryan, what are some of your go tos? I know Breach is a fireball guy. Who doesn't love fireball? Oh! Yeah, doesn't that's love that's fireball. It's delicious. delicious. We do love fireball. Um. I I think that largely this is uh, this is correct. This is the correct take. I mean, these are those are good bourbons that he reeled off. Like I, I, my go to. All right, so if my wife goes to the, um, if my wife goes to the store, to the ABC store because we don't have can't sell liquor independently here. It's very annoying. If she goes to ABC in North Carolina, in North Carolina,
1: I'm glad you brought that up. Do you want to know a fun fact about North Carolina? Uh, sure. I hadn't didn't have my license switched i had a state id at one point uh when i was moving between ohio and georgia Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because i didn't have a license yet and the appointment was so far down the road that i just needed to have an id and uh they would not sell me liquor at its at a abc store in north carolina with a state id what do you mean an out-of-state state id is it expired no it wasn't expired at all that's weird this is weird maybe they just thought i don't know Birdson, yes. how
0: do you live in that This crazy. Oh, it's extremely annoying i mean you, you should move but now i will say this so we go to, i went down to Charleston, uh not charleston to uh litchfield south carolina with my parents a few weeks ago and i go into a store and because they have they have independent liquor stores there and i go in and the lady the woman who runs it is uh, i like i see buffalo trace i'm like yes the buffalo Tr- buffalo Trace is, is a great bourbon like a fantastic bourbon you can never get it here um but, you know, because it's, it's just it's sold out. And, like, so the way that it works here is you get allocations, right, where, um, you know, you get a certain number of bourbons get sent to the state. The state buys X number of bottles of Buffalo Trace. And then it has to be because the way that, you know, it's a state, it's a government, it's allocated across the 100 counties of North Carolina. It's so like Wake County gets X number of bottles of Buffalo Trace. And then those bottles are, pa- are allocated to all the different ABC stores in Wake County, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, so like down East gets the same number, even though maybe there's less purchases of like, no, you know, nobody wants to buy bourbon at the beach. Right. Um, but it's all at a set price. So like Eagle Rare is $35. What? Yeah. Whereas in Tennessee, as you know, John and South Carolina, you have independent liquor stores. Like Everywhere. Like breaches Liquor.
1: Um, I, I believe I was actually wondering about that because there's no what's that big store total wine and more Bevmo. Those stores don't exist in Tennessee, and I was googling it, and I think it's because you are not allowed to own more than four liquor stores in the state of Tennessee. So that's why it's basically all independent liquor stores,
0: yeah. um fun facts
1: on this podcast like yeah,
0: but so, like I go down to this I go down to this Litchfield. we stop, I stop in this liquor store because we're we're going to the house and we'll, we need some bourbon for the for the weekend. And, um, the, uh, the lady, I see Buffalo Trace. I'm like, yes, a half gallon of uh, the fifth of Buffalo Trace is selling for 79.99. What? Outrageous. And the half gallon is selling for 179.99. I was like, come on, man. This is like, so that's sort of like the, the pluses and minuses of the setup in North Carolina. As to the actual bourbon
1: question. Do you regret not buying every bottle of that $35 $35.
0: $35 Buffalo Trace. in North Carolina or whatever you saw at the beach. No, it was 79. 99. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'll just buy when, when AK goes to the liquor store, she gets me four roses, single barrel, which is like $38 for a fifth. And like, yes, that is perfectly fine. Now you like, there is, there's definitely a difference between different levels of like quality of bourbon. Like if you get aristocrat bourbon, it's gonna be terrible. And it's gonna make you feel worse than oh next my day. god,
1: that's what you buy in college. When you have right. zero budget, you just exactly. get get the well.
0: And it's gonna make it's gonna make you feel terrible. W- worse. Hangover. The hangover is yeah. gonna be way worse. Um, yeah, it's the same thing with like wine or I mean beer doesn't really apply because I think like the nicer beer you get, maybe the worse the hangover is. But like with like if you get a really good bottle of wine, you're gonna feel Like it's just, it's just the way it's made is just better. So you're going to feel less terrible the next day. You still feel bad, but, um, with bourbon. Yeah. I mean, if you, I I think the problem is with the tasting stuff is like, cause I did that bourbon podcast. There's only so much like after, after a certain point, you're just not going to be, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be like, you know, after. Three or four glasses, of right, right. Like, you, ah, are, is, are, right? Right. right. So right. You're not appreciating it
1: as much as it's more of a first or or second drink.
0: Yeah, when
1: exactly. you're drinking the expensive stuff.
0: Exactly. So I think if you're going to drink the expensive stuff, you do it early. And if you're going to drink, you know, like and, and like, let's say if you have, let's say you have two bottles of bourbon, and you want to ha- you want to have some bourbon, start with the pappy first. And then have the Four Roses. But all the bourbons that were listed um, by No Nickname Needed, No Nickname Thanks, mm-hmm. I mean, Eagle Rare, Buffalo Trace, Old Forester, F- Roses, F- Woodford, Knob Creek, those are all really good bourbons. Like, those are, those are, so to answer the question, yes. Do not spend $300 on a, sec- on a secondary market Pappy bottle or $3,000, whatever the hell it is, or even Weller. But, like, so Weller is the same price in quality as those bourbons there's just less available like i think i I like well better but it's on the same level it's just become more popular just like the eagle rare like we can't you can't find eagle rare in north carolina anymore used to be used to be that would just be what i got and now it's gotten to the point where it's um it's just you can't get it and if Eagle Rare comes to a ABC store in North Carolina, it's one per customer. So well,
1: know. then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go full Ticketmaster on you. I'm going to buy a bunch of Eagle Rares here, up the price, sell it as official platinum, then triple the price, and then tell you
0: that. Hey, Brinson, do you want to buy some official platinum Eagle <laughs>
1: Rare? You can, <laughs> Is that a different new kind? No, just. <laughs>
0: it's regular eagle rare i just it's, it's regular uh, rare i just know you can't get it and <laughs> so therefore uh you are screwed that's actually a pretty good idea uh, i mean that's basically what the you know, know. What, the, what the lady was doing down at the beach you She's know smart that's how yeah. the free market works brinson welcome to capitalism i mean i understand how the free market works i'm just saying that's just what she was doing and yeah you know. but i don't think that's how it should work it's got to be the market has to be regulated though you know yep Yeah, because i mean like the the you know the market is regulated for liquor it's not regulated for
1: and i do think you're right that this guy is right beans. that if if you drink bourbon like every night maybe you can up it and get in expensive bottles because you appreciate it more but if you're someone who only drinks bourbon once or twice a month then there's no need to spend over 30 dollars bottle
0: correct i agree with that entirely uh okay last one Ooh. Ooh, those said like it's bad. No, I'm saying like wow, we already threw all the questions. I know. I'm shocked. Josh Alvarez asked, "Number 1 candy and where's the tattoo?" Where Wilson, you know, the, the the thing about the tattoo is it's coming, we think. Wilson is Wilson is developing a reputation as a welcher, unfortunately for him. You know, he's talking smack about me on a podcast. We said that he either
1: has to get the tattoo or legally change his last name to Welcher. So his name's going to be Ryan Welcher, or he's going to have a tattoo. One or the other. He's a great magnet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a Welch's great joke for those. I days. got it, I got um, the Joke. Anyway, uh, gushers not number one candy. Uh, I, my favorite candy is. I mean, uh, maybe this is unpopular, but my favorite candy has always been Butterfinger. Yeah, that's a good one. I love Butterfingers. Um, I love Reese's Pieces too. Very snackable. Uh, Caramel M and M's. And peanut butter. peanut butter M&M's are fantastic. They are, and they're underrated. Yeah. You don't hear um, a lot about peanut butter M&M's. Um, I don't like fruity candies. I like the I like chocolate. Um, oh, God. Wait, let's see if I have
1: I will say I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those are, like, literally when I went trick-or-treating with my family or my brothers and sisters, I would steal all of their peanut butter cups and then leave them, like, Tootsie Rolls, which is a horrible trait, which I should I never have done. And I feel horrible about it now. But I was happy then because I got the peanut butter cups. I like um, Fifth Avenue, I which is like a Butterfinger, except more delicious.
0: No, it's not more delicious. Than are you kidding me? That is good. It's not more delicious. Than no, it's, it's it, is, it is similar in texture. Uh, I think Twix are really good. Kit Kats are great. Um, trying to think. I'm one. like you. I don't want fruity candy either. And you know
1: what? I think I'm one of the rare people. Uh, you know, people who like Starburst and Skittles hate the yellow. I love yellow skittles. I love yellow starburst. So I don't know if it's cuz I was the fourth kid and my family would be like, "Oh, we don't eat those." And I would just eat them and love them. But uh, I am a yellow skittles guy and a yellow starburst guy.
0: The uh, my son Robbie will only eat yellow veggie sticks. But huh? I, I finally figured it out. You know, you know why, right? Like you know veggie sticks and veggie straws, it's like they have a slightly different flavor, right? Well, they're made of potato. no, it's because there's potatoes, tomatoes, and, and like broccoli, right? Right? It's, right? He's, like, he's just eating potato sticks. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like, he doesn't want to eat the green or the, the or the red because they're made from vegetables. That <laughs> is ones, hilarious. Yeah, I was like, it, I was like, why does he only like, yellow? and I was like, oh, it's
1: because it's because like, he figured it out. He gamed the
0: system, man. He's yeah, way he's ahead of you. He's basically giving like, they're like, like, uh, make me feel better about what I'm doing, potato chips essentially. He's like, Dad's trying to trick me into eating vegetables, and I'm not falling for it.
1: I'm going to eat this potato. Correct. Um, all right. What that's do you think it? Wilson's favorite candy is? Um, Probably something stupid. No, like Wilson. Charleston Chew? Some old man candy? Charleston
0: Chew. I bet that's, that's it. Awesome. I could see him liking, like, I'll have Laffy Taffy or a Clark bar. A Clark bar. My <laughs> goodness gracious. Yeah, I could see, it. I could see all those things being true. Uh, all right, that's it for the show. What do you think Sean's favorite candy is? Oh, Sean probably
1: doesn't eat candy because he's too busy trying to be a lawyer.
0: I don't eat candy because I like
1: lawyers. Old Worthers, he just puts them in and sucks on them while he types up his stories. <laughs> They're Werther's. That's great. All
0: right, that's it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Smash the like button. Reach and We will see you guys later.
2: Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite, cycling has Lance Armstrong, baseball has its steroid era, curling has. Broomgate.